0: And at that point, I was just like, how did this happen? How did I get here? But I can remember feeling that, and I've always really felt like that. I've always felt like I held people back. I held myself back, to be honest. And I knew that I I had more potential and I could do more. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted, as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend Carl Radley.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share success stories from people all over the world. And today I'm very happy to join Kirsty for her to share her story. She's based in Canada but originally from Scotland. How are you doing today Kirsty?
0: I'm good, how are you?
1: Yeah doing doing really well thank you. Just trying to get my head out of Christmas mode and back into the, the normal routine both at work and eating and everything else you know um, but did you have a nice time over the holidays?
0: Yeah I did, I, did. I got to spend with some family which is, uh, has been kind of rare over the past couple of years all considering so that was really nice.
1: Yeah it, it definitely felt like a more normal Christmas yeah. this year in terms of being able yeah. to visit and not wear masks and I, I remember last year there was a risk that my brother he'd been near somebody who found out they had covid on christmas eve so um. we actually made him go and eat his christmas dinner in a completely separate room from the rest of us <laughs> and then the rest of the time he had to wear a mask so it, it was it was nice for him to be able to just actually socialize this year instead of being yeah into- we
0: were actually in full lockdown last year um over here like basically you couldn't go out at christmas
1: okay so a, a well needed and and deserved. Christmas time in with some family. Good. I am glad to, to hear that. So Kirsty, really looking forward to hear your story. Uh, perhaps you could start maybe just by telling us a little bit about yourself if that'd be okay?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um like you said I'm originally from Scotland, um now based in Toronto, Canada. Um moved out here in 2017, the beginning of 2017, so that's almost six years already, which time's flying. It's crazy. Um, but a little bit about myself, like with regards to, to weight and weight loss and stuff like that. So like all my life I've um, been overweight. Um, from being very young. I I wasn't active as a kid, but then when I got into my teenage years, I became very uh, docile. I did actually do horse riding and things like that, but um, I tend to... I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, so I've always had extra weight. Um, And then when we moved out here to Canada, that didn't really help. (laughs) The the food out here was um, very much like back home, like your chips, cheese, curry sauce. You've got your poutine out here, so... (laughs) that didn't really help things at the beginning um and then we got in like at the beginning of 2017 uh we moved out here and then at the end I actually got engaged to my now husband and I was like okay maybe I should make a change maybe it's time to try and lose some weight because I knew in my wedding photos I wouldn't be happy with them so in 2019 I started to try and make a change and that's where I'm at now so yeah, I'll probably get into more details
1: there. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're going to dive deep into that. So, so let's go back to that. You, you said obviously that the move to Canada made things a bit more difficult, but yeah. it, from what you've said, weight has always been something, you know, that's been part of your life. And and, and how, how has that really like impacted you in terms of, of day to day and self-confidence and, and the way you've generally tackled life up until that point you decided you wanted to make a change?
0: Yeah, so I've got one prominent memory in my head and it's kind of stuck with me because it's it's kind of been a recurring thing, but there was just one situation and it was actually just after I finished my master's in 2015 and I went on a, a holiday out to Norway with some friends and um, we were we decided one day that we'd go and do a, a hike or I thought it was just like a walk up a hill. No, it turned into a four-hour hike. I was just not prepared. I didn't realise. I didn't look ahead, and that's on me. But I can remember the whole time during that. I struggled with every single step. I was just out of breath, and um, the stairs were just horrendous. And I, I was. I can just remember feeling horrible and keeping my friends back. I could see them that they were like not they were just they're lovely friends so they weren't like you couldn't see it in their face that they were frustrated but I knew that they were frustrated because they wanted to go faster and I physically couldn't and at that point I was just like why how did this happen how did I get here and it's funny because even after that it didn't even spark or ignite anything to make me change this was back in 2015 But I can remember feeling that and I've always really felt like that. I've always felt like I held people back. I held myself back, to be honest. And I knew that I I had more potential and I could do more. So that was like a main main point for me.
1: Okay. And interesting you say that you you felt like you were holding others back and also holding yourself back. And I, I think that's something quite interesting in the sense that there is this... This feeling of responsibility—if you're not able to do something with other people, or like you say, if you feel like you're holding somebody back—there's that element of guilt or or sadness that yep. can be attached to it, which is quite yep. hard to deal with. And and you said, as well as holding yourself back, and I think this sometimes forms in the the way of self confidence and self esteem, and and you you know inside you're capable of doing better yeah. things, but exactly, for whatever yep. reason, you, you just don't feel able to do it in that moment
0: no no exactly
1: but you said that wasn't the the key moment where you you decided to make a change it came later um when you when you decided you were getting married is that right
0: yeah yeah that's right yeah so um it's funny because again we got engaged in 2017 and then it wasn't till March of 2019 I was like right okay it's time (laughs) And uh, it's, I can't tell you, I can't pinpoint the exact moment, time, day or whatever, but something just kind of like clicked in my head and <clears throat> going for anyone wanting to consider starting a fitness journey of any sort, um, you really need to have that moment where it clicks and you're like, okay, I'm ready. Because if you're not actually ready, then it won't stick, It won't, you won't be able to continue and you'll most likely fall off. And I guess I was in a meet, so I actually, when I first moved out to Canada, I ended up working in a gym, Um, I was front desk, and again, that still didn't help me start my journey. (laughs) I started working there at the beginning of 2017, and again, it it was like March 2019, it finally happened, and I remember being in a work meeting, and it was like they were presenting this new healthy meal plan or whatever, which spoiler alert I didn't do the meal plan I don't know what happened in this meeting but I was like you know what I'm gonna buy myself a set of scales and a new yoga mat and that that was it like that it was that moment I was like yeah this is it I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start something new
1: so in that meeting you decided you're gonna get a set of scales and a yoga mat and and mm-hmm. I, I had to laugh quietly there where you said you know even though you're working in a gym that still didn't trigger you to no. do but I it's okay because I my, my dad is an electrician and I remember every single month in our house, there being at least one room without a light that was working. So just because you're in that environment, it doesn't necessarily by default mean that there's going to be an action or an impact. So, yeah, it sounds like eventually you got there and and that's great. And so what, apart from buying the scales and the yoga mat, what were your next steps? Were you very active up until that point?
0: No, I was actually very docile. I didn't really do anything. I would go to work, do what I needed to do at work, go home and just sit around all all night. Like there was nothing outside of that apart from maybe exploring the city a little bit. But I'd already done the majority of that to be honest. So okay. and I'm not gonna lie, I didn't live very far from working. It was actually a part-time job at that point. But my main job where um my engineering job, I actually lived about half an hour away. So at the beginning of the year in 2019, um, I knew that at that point, if I didn't start to lose weight, I wouldn't be where I want to be for the wedding, which was in 2020. So it was like January 2019, I was like, my friend actually challenged me to walk to and from work every single day. And that didn't actually happen until March. It was so when I bought my scales, I got my yoga mat. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to start walking to work every single day and walking home. And that was 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back. So I hadn't been active before, but then when March hit, something happened, something clicked. And I was like, I'm going to try this. Let's try it. That's all I'm going to do. Just 30 minutes to work um, and then 30 minutes back.
1: That's great. And and honestly, I've said this before, but I wish there was a formula for finding this click that people talk about because it was the same in my case. And, and I think for the, nearly every person I've spoken to has made a dramatic change. It's, a, it's like realigning, you know, the alignment of, of the planets or something like that. It, something happens. And internally you just feel right. Okay. I can do it now. And I'm going to do it now. Whereas when you compare it to any attempts you may have had before, or especially, like I said, talking from my own experience, it's almost like I've gone into those attempts in the past, kind of knowing that I wasn't going to mm-hmm. succeed. But still trying anyway, but just waiting for that moment of failure. Whereas something clicked, something changed, and I was just like, "No, no, I've got this this time." And and this is, you know, it sounds as though this is exactly what's happened in your case as well. And and before we go into more detail about you know the, the success side of it, I just wanted to ask. You, you mentioned obviously the the sweet treats. You have a sweet tooth, um, and and the food in Canada is is quite easy to have a, an unhealthy diet. But but what what was your diet like on a on a day to day basis? leading up until that point
0: um to be honest I can remember having and this was one of the things that I knew I had to cut out but I had like drawers at work full of snacks like I I could you know like chocolate all the time and stuff I we would even me and my husband we would try and cut out ordering in food but even at that we were lazy sometimes and we would order food every so often. so it was always like fast food and things like that and anything with high sugar content, I guess I was happy, (laughs) which in the end didn't really actually make me happy. It was just a filler.
1: Of course. And the thing is, the body's pretty clever at this, that, you know, the more sugar and refined foods you're feeding yourself, the more it craves. And then the bigger the drops. And and when your body goes without the more it craves it. And it's quite a vicious cycle mm-hmm. to get into. Um, but anyway, let, let's focus on the success side. Cause I, I know there's a lot to talk about here. So you decided you had you're, you're armed with your yoga mat, your scales and a challenge <laughs> to walk every single day for 30 minutes yeah. to work and back and something clicked. And, and tell me about that, that feeling that first few weeks of actually doing it. How did you feel when you realized, you know, I'm actually doing this.
0: Yeah, it was funny. I think I'd lost my first like couple pounds or something like that. It didn't come off quick. And that was also an aim in my head. I was like, I'm not going into this to make big changes. I'm just going in to see what happens and see if this can work. So I started losing a couple pounds in the first couple weeks. And I was like, oh, okay, something. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's water weight. Maybe I'm just getting... <laughs> overly confident or just like optimistic Um, but I, I was like no like I, I think this is good and it, it set me up in the morning as well I remember getting to work and feeling more refreshed rather than being crammed on like the, the streetcar or the subway over here which is not very enjoyable at all I just spent 30 minutes and also at that time my parents were actually living in Malaysia so I used the opportunity of walking to work in the morning to be able to call them so I would do like a video call whilst I was walking to work so I was like oh like I'm I'm literally killing several birds with one stone here like <laughs> it's waking me up I'm getting my exercise I'm able to speak to my parents like okay this I can see the benefits in that sense and then yeah like you said like slowly I was starting to see the benefits weight wise I was like oh okay things are moving slowly like let's keep at it like I I could see good things happening all around so I guess that also motivated me to to continue on with it um and then what happened after that is during the working part-time at the gym front desk I was able to have the opportunity to do some of like the fitness classes um and one of them was a dance cardio class called Shabam And I'd done that a couple of times and I knew that I liked it. So it's kind of like Zumba. Um, And when I started getting the walking in and that seemed to stick, I was like, oh, I'll go do a Shabam class once a week and see if I can fit that in and if I I enjoy it. And because I worked at the gym, I knew when there was um, open studios so that there was nobody there because at that point I was still very self-conscious to go to a gym or to work out with anyone I didn't want to do that and so I actually found a gym that was just around the corner so it was like another part of, uh, another kind of um club part of the gym but it was just a little bit less busy and they had the open studio when I was available and you could do on-demand classes and that's what I did. I did like the shabam by myself in the class, all like in, in the studio by myself. And I really enjoyed that. And I found a segment every week where it was available. And I decided to just kind of add that in and yeah, kind of snowballed. A, yeah, I was going to
1: say, it's, it sounds as though you, you instead of trying to do too much in one go, which yeah. I think is is quite for many a, a recipe to fail ultimately, because you, you just can't take on too many drastic changes in, in at once I don't think but exactly you kind of made small steps but they led to, to big changes and and with each new thing you implemented the previous success and achievements were kind of like
0: it continued
1: so yeah you you were able to build momentum and and continue with that successful path and how yeah. about your diets because I, I haven't asked you did you follow any particular eating plan or program in terms of, of when you got started
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's one thing I didn't do. I haven't followed any sort of diet or any food plan or anything like that, because for me in the past, when I have tried that, I've tried Slimming World. I've tried Weight Watchers like with my mom and stuff. And I remember she would she would was the member, to be honest. And then she kind of like tried to help me out. And she was like buying the products and things. I always fell off, always fell off that none of it ever worked. And if anything, it just made it worse because I I don't know, it just, it didn't help me personally. And what I found, and again, going into this kind of change for me is this wasn't a diet. I didn't want to change anything about my diet at the beginning. I didn't actually change anything. I just upped the exercise and tried to cut out The snacks, that was it. I didn't change food-wise. So I was still like ordering in at the beginning and things like that. Because like you said, I didn't want to implement too many changes to be overwhelmed to then fall off. I did one thing at a time and focused on that. And still later down the line, I didn't actually implement any food plan or any uh, diet of such. Because for for me, and this is personally, I found this, the word diet means temperamental change. It's a temporary change for me. And it just does not stick. So I didn't want to change my diet. I was approaching this with a lifestyle change. So I was changing things that I want to keep on and continue on. So I was making sustainable changes for myself. So the way that I approached food is at the beginning, I didn't change anything. All I did was cut down on the bad things. I mean, quotation mark, bad things. There's no such thing as a bad food. So, but for me, like quotation marks, I'm saying, bad food as in like chocolate, um, your crisps, everything like that. I was just focusing on reducing the amount of that I was eating and slowly, but surely I've managed to kind of cut it down to where it's in my head acceptable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And and I think you've, you touched on a very important point there about in quotation marks, calling a food good or bad because I I think ultimately when, when someone refers to something as being bad, I think we all can quite quickly create a picture in our mind of types of food that you'd consider bad, but really it's just foods that in high quantities are usually very high in calories or sugar. And that's why in moderation they're okay, but have to be moderated as part of a a balanced diet, I think. And I, I really love the fact that you, instead of trying to feel that you were punishing yourself, you look to implement new things that would avoid that feeling of, you know, putting yourself on a diet or or restricting yourself, but we're making positive changes. So you would still obviously be in a calorie deficit to be able to lose weight by increasing your exercise as opposed to necessarily changing your diet drastically. And just by cutting out some of those snacks, I'm sure that probably, really did help as well towards you know the the initial success that you found so you're doing classes you're enjoying them you've you've cut out some of the uh, more restrictive foods and or foods were probably serving you less in terms of nutrition and i mean there's been a big jump because when i look at your instagram today I can see that you're you know you're a bit of a gym rat if I'm honest Kirsty, and you know I say I say it in the nicest possible way if you can call someone a gym rat in a nice way but I think you're extremely active in terms of exercise and taking on challenges and things you do yeah so, so how has that is it something that became addictive for you in terms of going to the gym and, and taking on more of these challenges
0: Yeah, I think um, it's funny because you can say addictive in a negative way or you can see it as a positive way. And I think I'd like to say it's positive here. Um, I got addicted to that dopamine high, I think. And I started feeling, I, 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 I don't know when or when I started to actually be like, oh, wow, I think it was in the Shabam classes. I remember afterwards just feeling like I was on top of the world and I was just like, this feels amazing. I feel great. I've never felt like this before. And I just got that high and I just keep searching for that high in everything that I do. So yeah, I guess I have become a bit of a yeah gym rat in a sense.
1: Something you've said there, I think is absolutely fantastic, but you, I don't think necessarily searching for dopamine is the bad thing. It's the way in which our brain is, is wired. To, to chase mm-hmm. it at any means so regardless mm-hmm. if it's actually a a good behavior or a dangerous behavior our body will still chase it and once you can channel that to to connect something healthy with the dopamine which is what you've done being exercise your body then starts realizing that to get that dopamine it's going to be need to do more exercise which you know obviously has a number of benefits for your body and for your your mental and physical health
0: yeah I think um my body was naturally looking for that high through sugar and chocolate and stuff. And then I've slowly come to find that I can get that same level of happiness but through exercise of doing things that I love. And I definitely found that dance cardio was one of them. And it's just something that I'll forever hold on to. Dear in my heart, I don't do enough dance cardio anymore, but I remember just those initial first weeks of finding that and finding something I loved so much and I look forward to going back and doing it again and again. And that's just really what, where I, I came from. And that was just like my first steps. Yeah. That's really
1: great. It's, it's admirable. And, and I'm so happy when someone describes, you know, finding something that they genuinely enjoy and, and it's, it's given them so many benefits as a result of that. Yeah. And, Cause it, I think it, you know, obviously it will change your your level of health but in terms of mental health as well and how you feel about yourself how you you tackle every single day everything can be seen in a different light when you have that balance and you feel empowered to be doing those things so it's 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 absolutely fantastic and the fact as well that you you didn't focus first on the diet side of it but you know exercise seems to be the the one of the two um that that you've you've really focused on
0: yeah it's just because I knew I was so (sighs) stationary I guess and like I, I wasn't moving I wasn't doing anything and I just knew for me and like my physical health like I needed more fresh air so I was like no I need to get more exercise and I knew that it was the first thing that I needed to do I know it's not going to be the same in everyone's situation but I knew I just need to get more active and then the rest can follow
1: how about your diet is that something that has changed over the time or or do you still eat quite freely but because of the fact you have a a high level of um, activity it counteracts that and then enabled you to continue losing weight as part of your journey yeah
0: a bit of both really um so it's like I, I made very gradual changes so like instead of going for white bread I would have whole wheat um or and I even tried instead of having rice we'd do cauliflower rice which was nice but you kind of miss rice after a while so I did go back to rice to be honest (laughs) and then I I found other recipes I really liked and like my signature that a lot of people seem to ask for because I post it a lot I make it a lot is magic broccoli honestly I hate anything green I am not a massive fan and broccoli was one of like the, the the things I used to just detest And I found a way of cooking it and I really, I cannot say it's super healthy, but it's definitely healthier than the way I was eating. And that's my key thing as well. It's not not about being the healthiest, it's about being healthier than before. So I now eat this magic broccoli all the time. Like we've got frozen, like it's fresh frozen, um, it's fresh broccoli that we cut up and then we freeze and then we just cook it whenever we need it. So it's always there. It's really easy and quick and simple. But yeah, I have made, gradual changes of what I eat especially for like breakfast sticking to like overnight oats or bananas um uh, I I love peanut butter as well so like my staple throughout my whole weight loss and it's never changed as a peanut butter and jam sandwich that is my lunch and it's forever going to be my lunch I love it I've never been bored of it I will not get bored of it but at the same time I still have it all and that's another thing i say is have it all not all at once it's all about moderation
1: have it all but not all at once that's great i mean obviously the activity of the diet has changed and you, and you said you've, you've talked a lot about magic broccoli can i ask what makes it magic
0: <laughs> it makes it magic because i want to eat it whereas before i don't want to eat it
1: so so you haven't actually changed anything to the broccoli
0: well i mean you add garlic to it you add um quite a lot I mean quite a bit of salt to kind of so basically the way that you you fry it so again it's you can do it in the air fryer make it you can actually bake it in the oven as well it just depends on the way that you want to cook it personally I just do the actual fry frying pan um so use oil and then you put salt on it to extract the moisture from the broccoli to make it crispy that's the key thing is adding that extra bit of salt to just take out the moisture
1: got it and, and okay okay and that makes sense because i mean I, i'm i don't detest broccoli quite in the same way that i think you probably did um, i know yeah but at the same time no no one likes like soggy vegetables so i can understand why crispy would be better kirsty from from then on when did you you said you were getting married in 2020 and and did that go ahead with covid and taking into account everything that happened with the world <laughs> no <laughs> no okay unfortunately I, uh, not <laughs> I, I'm, I just I thought I'd ask just because depending on when it was you were planning to get married I know that obviously the majority of people's plans um were cancelled in 2020 yeah. so yeah. H- and how did that impact your journey because obviously you started with your wedding in in mind and and working yeah. towards that and wanting to to feel and be at your best for your wedding but when that was moved and and obviously couldn't take place did that impact your your vision and um, what you were doing at all?
0: So it did not it didn't. Um, I start, like I said, I started in March of 2019 and we'd gotten engaged in 2017 thinking 2020 was plenty of time for um, my husband's family and my family to to get everything together because we'd be going to Scotland and getting married there whereas my husband's family's from France. So we're like, oh yeah, that's plenty of time. No worries at all. And then everything kind of just did not happen in 2020 whatsoever. <laughs> Um, but I had been doing my walking to work and my cardio dance throughout 2019. And it was like the beginning of 2020. A lot more of the world fitness wise actually opened up to me and to everyone actually. And I hope people took advantage of the free classes and everything like that, because I jumped on that. So if anything, with everything closing, it actually opened up and it actually gave me More challenges, more things to try, and I think it accelerated my weight loss because I was in such a great moment. I was in a like, I had momentum, and I was like losing weight. And this was like nearly a year on, basically from when I started. So I was I, I was in a good groove, and then I ended up having to move in with my aunt who had a treadmill, so even though the wedding looked like it wasn't going ahead, I was still on track to hit the target that I'd set myself. So I carried on and I started actually integrating running because I needed to add in, or what I felt, a little more cardio, a different cardio challenge because the dancing was just getting, well, now that I had to be at home and it wasn't in the studio, it was getting monotonous. So I tried something else. I integrated some running into there. And also with... Thanks to, and this is when I got into Instagram properly, but with the IG live workouts that a lot of people were um, introducing, I had access to some weights as well because my aunt had weights in her house too. And I started using them and that's when I got into like lifting and running. And that's like two of the key staples in my life today now. So even though everything closed during the pandemic, unfortunately, it really did open up for me.
1: I'm really happy to hear that because yeah. I, I've heard stories on both sides of the, the, the extreme, yeah. where, you know, for, for a lot of people, it was extremely difficult mentally and physically. And and a lot of the people I've even had on the show didn't really start their journey until after COVID because, and as a result of uh, the challenges they faced during COVID. So I've, I've also similar to yourself came across people who have used it to actually, make the positive changes they wanted to because you know they weren't able to go out with their friends they weren't able to do other things so they focused on themselves which is fantastic
0: yeah yeah it's a similar thing for me too, actually because I actually got let go of my job as well so I didn't have a job I didn't have anything I was on furlough and I just kind of poured everything into myself at that point
1: good for you good for you and it's paid off because I I know now I I think you've lost well over 80 pounds isn't that right
0: (laughs) 85 is the lowest I got to um I had and obviously Christmas time and everything like that it's okay guys you can add more weight on it we'll come back off but yeah we're not quite sitting there anymore
1: what you've said is absolutely true that Christmas and and this is something I was having a conversation with people about the other day actually that we, I think we really need to get rid of this feeling that if people are following a certain plan a part of a slimming group but during Christmas this, this disappointment of not losing weight the week of Christmas or gaining weight, being a problem over Christmas, even for people who are not on a diet, even for people who don't really consider their weight, it's absolutely normal that in a time where there's more food in the house, you're celebrating more, you see friends and family you don't normally see, it's normal that you might gain some weight. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing to remember though is that it doesn't then have to continue for the next 12 months. It's a short period of time you enjoy it for what it is and then you get back to your normal routine
0: it's, a, it's about creating a balance as well and understanding how to have that balance so you're allowed to have these periods of fun and festivities and and allow yourself to add on a little bit extra weight because it's not going to be like that all year so you're going to go like you said back to normal
1: very well said Very well said. And in addition to that, Kirsty, do you have any other advice that you would give somebody, especially this time of year as we're getting towards, you know, there's New Year's resolutions Mm -hmm. being spoken about, people wanting to get back into, you know, a healthier lifestyle, might want to set some some goals for 2023. Mm -hmm. What would you say to those people?
0: So I actually just posted today a little bit of advice. And um, the one big thing is I'll say is people will make these resolutions and everything like that. Right now, as we're filming this, it's December 30th. So we've got two days left effectively of this year. So people will want to be starting fresh January 1st. You don't need to start, um, you, you don't need to wait until January 1st to start, but also don't feel pressured to start January 1st. So you can start today simply by just having an extra glass of water than you did yesterday or having one less chocolate from the chocolate box that you were intended to have. That is starting your, your, your journey. You don't have to make big, drastic changes in order to think that you have started your journey. And at the same time, on the flip side of that is you don't have to. If you don't feel ready January 1st, you can start January 2nd. You can jar- start January 7th. Making one little change is the start of the, this new, fresh journey that you want to go on. You can make. You can just go for a 10-minute walk. That's, that's the start of a change as well it doesn't have to be a big drastic change.
1: I think that's really, really good advice. And and especially as we mentioned earlier as well, that in your case, in your, in your journey, you started off with smaller steps and smaller things because yeah. of the fact that if you try and do too much in one go, it, it's too yeah. many new things to, it's to not sustainable and, maintain. and exactly that. It's much easier to revert back mm-hmm. to how you were, I'll say more comfortable yeah. or at least used yes. to rather than try and implement it too much so i think that's great and and definitely don't give yourself too much leeway i'd say in terms of you know don't say okay well i was going to do it for january but i'll wait until June. um that's probably a little bit too much but at the same time just because everyone's saying you have to do they're doing something on the first i mean for me personally the monday is the second so i'm much more likely probably to get back into my normal routine on the the second. Than on a Sunday, yeah. the first, but everybody's yeah. different. And like you said, it doesn't have to be huge changes, go for a short walk, but just give yourself the recognition, but okay, I've done that. And that I've done that because that is a part of my new, healthier lifestyle. And, and recognize it for what it is. And and then that's another way to build momentum, celebrate your yes, wins. Yes, definitely. And, and build on Every
0: wins. single small win. It doesn't matter how big or small your win is. Celebrate that win.
1: I agree. I agree. And this is a conversation again, because I'm, I'm, I feel quite strongly about the fact that a lot of weight loss groups don't help people enough with mental health. And this was a conversation I had with, with somebody before that small wins are very personal any kind of win or achievement is very personal and and what might not be significant to one person could be enormous for somebody else it's just progress on a personal level and whether that's for you getting out of bed if you've suffered with depression or whether it's you going for a walk because you've been very Mm -hmm. inactive, whether it's changing your diet in a small way
0: or even just making your bed
1: even just making your bed exactly that and it's it's about recognizing those changes you're making and accepting the fact that you're doing it for yourself on a journey to become better. And with that, I think that you're unstoppable and, and each of us have it inside ourselves to do it. We just have to make sure we don't put ourselves under too much pressure to achieve it.
0: It's all about making these small steps. That's what I'm saying. It's small changes, but it's small goals as well. And all those small goals will amount to a big goal too. And I can remember at the very beginning when I was start, like I got my scales, and over here, they track everything in pounds. So it's, it's not stone, it's just pounds. And then my husband being from in, like yourself out in Spain, you'll use kilograms, don't you?
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Yeah, so what I used to do is I would split between pound stones and kilograms and check to see where I was like weight-wise in each of the different um, metrics. And whichever one was closest to like a round number, I'd be like, okay, I need to lose half a pound here to get to, I don't know, I was like 220. 10 pounds or something like that. And then I would flip it to kilograms and be like, okay, I just need to lose 0.1 of a kilogram to get to the next. And slowly but surely, I kept on doing that. And the tiny, tiny, like little goals I was setting myself, I was like, okay, it doesn't seem so big in the end. And by the time I knew it, I'd lost 70 pounds. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, <laughs> I did that. I did that.
1: <laughs> That's superb. That's really super and, 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 I, and I think it's much less daunting and much easier to feel capable of doing if if you do just look at you know the next pound in front of you the next kilo in front of you and set yourself a mini target focus on that don't worry about it because they it all adds up and sooner or later you you see yourself you know you've crossed the bridge and and something a, a friend and a coach said to me is that if you find you know you're on a bridge and you might not know how to get to the end of that bridge but if you can just take that one step closer to the end sooner or later you would have crossed it and and not knowing how you've done it but it doesn't matter because you have yeah
0: and i i I always had it in my head as well like if you've got the opportunity to take the elevator or the stairs always take the stairs because with each step you are one step closer literally to your goal so just always take stairs and that's how i've always thought of it as well okay i'm one step closer because i didn't take the elevator keep taking one step one step one step
1: i would almost fully agree with you on that kirsty apart from the fact about two years ago somebody said to me exactly the same thing because in Barcelona when you get off the train there's these big steps and elevators and I I, and I remembered it clear as day because in the morning especially literally every single person just goes on the elevator and the stairs are next to it and I was like you know what I'm gonna take the stairs I'm gonna do it like literally I'm gonna take the stairs and in front of about 200 people I fell up the stairs tripped over coffee everywhere so so In in the sense of achievement and progressing forward, yes, I agree. Take the stairs, not the elevator. Just be careful when you're going up the stairs, though, please. Anyway, um, Kirsty, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, I've mentioned your Instagram page already, and and I I think, you know, I'd never go too deep into someone's account before we have a conversation because I like to to learn things during our discussion. But from what I've said, you, you approach life and your account on instagram with a spirit of fun Mm -hmm. and enjoyment but offer a lot of support and motivation to people at the same time so i definitely encourage anybody who's listening to this to go and follow you and i'm just gonna it's kirsty underscore fit life is that right
0: that's right yeah
1: excellent so as always the link will be in the show notes and people i'm sure if have they have any questions they can send you a message and you'd be more than happy to to connect with them
0: yeah just on a kind of last note as well, as well there is for me I was pretty lucky I had a great support network around me and I think that also helped propel my success in all honesty um my husband's been nothing but supportive um and it, it wasn't him that kind of pushed me into this he was just there by my side no matter what I wanted to try he was like do it you've got this. And then I met friends through the gym and they have been people that have been by my side to this day that I, I am so grateful to have met them. So just know that if you are alone, please, my DMs are open and I am there to support anyone who wants to p- positively change their life because a support network is very, very important. And I I am so here to help anyone that wants to chat or needs just somebody to talk to, so just know that you're not alone, and you have got this
1: that's really kind of you, Kirsty. Thank you so much, and you know that's a, a genuine uh offer to anyone who's listening yeah. and, and feels that they want to do something but might not know how to get started or is lacking some support. It sounds as though you're very lucky uh with your husband and you know your friends that you've made at the gym, but I realize for some people, obviously that support network isn't always there, so reach out to myself, to Kirsty, and yeah. you know I'm sure together we can make great things happen
0: for sure
1: yeah Kirsty, absolutely delighted to have you as a weight loss warrior thank you so much and take care of yourself and, and thanks again for joining me today. yeah
0: thank you so much for having me um really enjoyed this conversation it was lovely to get to know you carl thank you very much
1: likewise take care thanks Kirsty. okay Bye. bye bye i'd also like to say a big thank you to you our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior podcast and follow us today. Remember, Be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.